There can only be one until there is the next one. It's Top Gun. Wait, Ultraman, the next. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Oh man, this was I, I've seen Top Gun Maverick this year, Alex, and yeah, this definitely gave me some Top Gun vibes Dude, right from the very beginning. I was laughing pretty good when the <laughs> opening of the movie is just Top Gun. Oh, it is. It's, and just, it's, it's just Japanese Top Gun. It's wailing like so hard on those oh, 80s man. vibes because Except, they just yeah. want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's no reason. <laughs> Except that theme keeps coming back oh, throughout every, the whole Every movie. time one of the one of those planes is on the screen. <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, we are discussing Ultraman the Next. With me, my one and only co-host who fortunately doesn't absorb the creatures around him alex oh and joining me is the next best host eric (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the next best ultraman host yeah (laughs) oh man no this this is this interesting one alex because we were talking about this toku series and, and how we wanted to do it and um we had, of course, our common writer films that we watched the last two weeks, and then Ultraman the next, and hopefully uh, everyone will get a chance to see uh, Shin Ultraman for next week. We're recording this. We haven't gone to see it yet a couple weeks in advance from release. I am excited about going to see Ultraman or Shin Ultraman in theaters, Alex. It'll be a first for Ultraman experience experiences in that format. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait. I uh, I hope it's good. <laughs> it's going to be me, myself, and I taking myself to the theater. Yeah, me too, <laughs> me too. I, I, I wanted to go see it subbed, so it's going to be just myself. Now, if I was going to the dub, I would look into why it's PG-13, but I would probably take Gwen to it. Yeah, I thought about, honestly, I thought about taking Theo. I thought about taking Theo, but honestly, Theo goes to the only showtime is seven o'clock. Right. Theo actually goes to bed at like seven thirty, so (laughs) it would just throw off his entire schedule. It's right in the middle of the week, Uh, so it's not. It it just wasn't going to work. But otherwise, I would take him because I think he would like it. Even subbed, he he'd be fine. So he was watching part of this film with me the other day. So. Hmm. It's a shame how they treated this movie with its release here. Yeah, it really they is. They didn't even try. It really is. Well, we'll see if it was worth a, a, a better effort next week. But this week, we'll think about the effort of the next. Shall we get started, Alex? Yeah, what's next? <laughs>
<laughs> well, well, <laughs> while saying standalone and Ultraman together in the same sentence feels like an oxymoron, this week's Ultraman fil- film almost fits that bill. Although loosely connected to Ultraman Nexus, fans debate if this film comes before or after that series. Thus, for us, it makes a great standalone choice. But does Ultraman work in isolation like this? Or do you need to be a prior fan to understand the Ultraman? First off, I didn't know there was debate whether this is before or after Nexus. So that's interesting. Oh, quote David Marshall on that. Mm -hmm. Well, he did have an Ultraman podcast for a little while. Um, (laughs) As for me, I don't know. If you need to be a prior fan to understand the man, but I think it does help somewhat, but also hurts somewhat. Uh, I think having previous Ultraman expectations can hurt this viewing for fans because I think it did for me. Uh, I have certain expectations and unlike the anime series, which I really do enjoy um, because of how different it really is. But for some reason, although this is different, it may not be different enough because the differences here are kind of a problem. Um, Mm. That doesn't mean that everything is all bad here because I definitely have some good things to say, but I think Ultraman the Next... It's missing something, even though it tried to be a adult version of a, mm. I guess, children's property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So honestly, I, I found myself a bit surprised by my own reaction to this movie because I do like Ultraman. And I've been hearing about this film since before I watched a single Ultraman episode. Mm-hmm. So honestly, maybe a big part of this was my expectations. But overall... I'm underwhelmed by what we end up getting in Ultraman the next. And I think a big part of this is the tone of the film. When you go serious, I'm forced to take you more seriously. And that makes me critique this film more than I would say, you know, the original Ultraman TV series. Do you have some similar feelings, Alex? I don't, I'm not quite sure The I don't, cause I don't know if the, if the tone is the thing that's different uh-huh. that I have a big issue with, I actually, you know, I like the dark tone of the anime and I think the dark tone here works mostly because it's consistent and it doesn't ever lean into any comedy at all. So it's not like yeah. it's gone dark, but then kept really any element <laughs> of the original in terms of its tone. But that being said, the thing I had a problem with, I think was the pacing. And the evolutions of the monster. The movie moves so slow at first. And I'm not really captivated enough by the early portion of the story uh, to care. I I, I think if the main character wasn't always so melodramatic and sad. uh, And had (laughs) some more characterization about like, who is this man? Like, let's learn more about him. We know what he cares about. I want to know a little bit more about him. I think if that was the case, I would be okay with the slower bits here. It's kind of like something we haven't even covered yet, but like the Power Rangers movie. 
I think it handles its characters really well, despite almost never being a Power Rangers movie. And I think it makes the rest <laughs> of it work pretty well. Um, yeah. But ultimately, this guy is just a sad dad. And while the story <laughs> is somewhat compelling in that sense, because it's relatable, I guess, in some sort, some sort of way as a dad, it's A, not enough, and B, doesn't really have any sort of payoff. Yeah, I mean, the stakes here are really high. I mean, our main characters, um, I always forget their name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see my notes and you're probably laughing. Um, m- the girl and the main guy. Yeah. <laughs> the main girl and the main guy. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think it's uh, Shunichi and Sarah are our two main characters. And both of them have very personal attachments to what's happening. He wants to he wants to stay alive so he can be with his son before he dies. And then the uh, Sarah she wants her that's her boo up there that big monster. And while yeah. we do lean into that element a little bit in the I'm going to call it the drain because I don't know what that space is. Um, that's underground and all blue and. Re- Oh, pretty yeah. cool. Um, it is kind of cool. I don't know what it is. It's very cool. We call it a drain. It's like an underground sort of like crypt or something. Yeah, like it almost that, feels like that, right? Not. But like they, they, there's that interesting moment there, but it, it doesn't feel like it pays off. Like no. we should have had a little more sadness there, leaned into the dark tone more if you're going to go mm-hmm. this way, so that she, so that we can get that hint of who used to be there instead of just being like, ah, oh, no, he's dead. Don't worry about it. Um, mm. it, it. For a story that's so personal, it's just not effective. Yeah. But it, it, the movie is not all doom and gloom. But for a story perspective, it is lacking. Yeah. I wasn't even going to get into the story that much, honestly. Um, but the, you're exactly right. Even, even the ending of the story uh, with our characters and the revival of um, the main character who thinks he's going to die, Maki, uh-huh. um, who thinks he's going to die. And and his relationship with his son, who is uh, supposed to die, right, within the year, right? Who ends the film saying he can't wait to be a pilot? And you're like, oh, kid, yeah. like, I got to tell, tell you but something, like, buddy. <laughs> I, I don't quite – I just feel like there's so much – missed potential there right like we don't get this it, for a film that is so melodramatic at times we don't get that melodramatic ending that like you know somehow in the supernatural way Ultraman Maki and his son are all healed and, yeah, right? or even just uh, his son and he even dies. just his son yeah. like he sacrifices yeah. himself for his son, right? There, there's just so much potential here, and yet, like, nothing changes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Like, uh, except he gets out of the situation and spends some more time with his son, and his son, I guess, is still destined to die. So, it's still sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't going to comment on the story, actually. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about some other critiques that I have, which, first of all, there's just far too little Ultraman in this movie. You mentioned the Power Rangers movie, which isn't necessarily a Power Rangers movie. Here, I don't know 
how much we can call it an Ultraman movie, right? He doesn't show up until 40 minutes into the film. And at that point, he stays for about four minutes and then disappears again for the next 25 minutes before showing up for the final 15. <laughs> so a 90-minute Ultraman movie needs more than 20 minutes of Ultraman, oh. right? It just does. Right? You need more than 20 minutes of Ultraman in yeah. a 90-minute movie about Ultraman. Second, we need an SSSP or, or any sort of team, really, to have just a hint of that Ultraman-like feel. Mm. Without it, we get something that feels more like Common Rider. Um, and what we watched the past two weeks, which we enjoyed, it's just more like that than it is Ultraman. I had the same thought while I was watching this. I was like, this feels exactly. more like Common Rider. It is. Third, I had a harder time than I thought, and this maybe does go into the story, I had a harder time than I thought uh, I would have in investing in the human characters here. They just felt a bit mechanical for me, which is weird because they hit all the emotional pieces or all the emotional pieces they didn't hit, but all the emotional pieces were put into place for me to like these characters. It's like it, there was all the <laughs> things, you know, <laughs> like all the tropes possible for me to have that emotional connection. And yet because it had all those things, it felt a little bit mechanical. Maybe it comes down as all of this together. The attempt to go more, quote, mature with this Ultraman style, it might achieve that, but does it work? Probably not for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that goes to, I think, maybe Ultraman has a history of interesting main protagonists, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not so much the original Ultraman show. Uh, I feel like he's a blank slate in that one. Yep. But after that, I feel like, man, we've got some really interesting heroes. Now, I haven't seen all of them, but I can tell you modern Ultraman really leans into their characters. And they're sometimes larger than life or just interesting. Um, (laughs) And and then even like Ultra 7. I'm a fan of Dan. I like Dan. He makes choices. Sometimes tough choices. (laughs) Um, <laughs> wrong choices. <laughs> yeah, and the wrong choices. And I really like that. And here, he's kind of flat. He's kind of flat. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you need a flat character for a movie like this. Um, but I did say I would get to some positive things. I were really harping on this movie more than I intended. <laughs> um, but I do think some of the effects are here are great that are not CGI. <laughs> mm-hmm. And once we get the Toku, it is pretty awesome. And there are some pe- set pieces here that are just so great. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that watching Nexus will help, which I plan to do soon. And it's going to kind of like maybe inform me more about this show, <laughs> this movie, but it sounds like it doesn't. If yeah. people can't even determine timeline. I do love mature Ultraman. Like I said, I, I am mm-hmm. a big fan of the anime series which so i i do think that there is a place for it for sure i'm not quite as against its maturity i guess as 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 you are but that being said it has to do things the right way and a lot of the film doesn't do things the right way but its effects it does do and mostly the Mm -hmm. right way i do like the main monster and it's many iterations yeah. I don't like it CG when it transforms, but it does look good overall. 
But what's a shame is that when it does evolve, I don't think it changes enough. I feel like it's just a slight, aside from the first to second change, I feel like it's just mm-hmm. a slight iteration. And the real shame here <laughs> is that the new abilities it gains are almost inconsequential, except for it gets bigger, and then at one point it does learn to fly when it finally gets a new ability. Mm-hmm. As for Ultraman, small Ultraman looks phenomenal. I love that his head is like roughly sculpted. It almost reminded me of mm-hmm. old the OG first oh, yeah. Ultraman yeah. suit, but yeah. much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's a good comparison. And, and I love the yeah. armor style of it. It's just so rugged and cool and different. I think he just looks so great when he's small. But then he gets to his bigger version, and it is much cleaner. Everything's smoothed out. It's like at that production value you would imagine from a more modern Ultraman. But I think it actually looks a little weak comparatively. That being said, the action involving Ultraman is pretty good, though. But the standout moments aren't what you would expect from an Ultraman movie. It's not the big buildings outside getting knocked through them and all that. No, it's things that we don't ever see. It's the interior brawls. The moments that really feel fresh, these are the moments that feel fresh and inspired. You know, when they're fighting in what I'm calling the drain or the crypt, it's so cool. It's tight. It's confined. It's not something we see. And it's just very cool. And then the first fight is in that little dome area. It's like an arena. It's it's just so refreshing and cool. Hmm. I, I, I almost wish we got some more of these moments because once we go outside, somehow Ultraman becomes a little less interesting as a film because we're just going to go fly and be CG the rest of the time. Um, other moments that I did like, we already touched on it. The Top Gun notes I actually really enjoyed even though it did not belong in the movie. I just thought it was funny. And I did like when the humans joined in in the final battle uh, with Top Gun music backing them. Uh, (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. and I also, I did like the general soundtrack though for uh, the actual rock music that played while Ultraman fought. I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. good too. But what about you? Yeah. Well, I I think... I actually might disagree about some of the toku effect that stood out with me, but we'll get we'll get into that, I'm sure. Because there are definitely pieces here in isolation, which are good. Uh, I am hoping that watching Nexus will help, which I plan to do soon. I, I will come back around to something that you said at the beginning about the, the Ultraman anime series, which I'm not as big a fan of as you are by any means, uh, but it has a darker tone for sure. Even a darker tone than this movie. Um, But the the difference is, is it does something quite a bit different. It's using Ultraman's name, but really taking a completely different spin on Ultraman. It's almost as if we're in this completely different world. So it's so different that I have less problems with it because it's obviously just trying to do something different. Um, which is not what's happening here. Here we're trying to just aim what we already have at a different audience. And to me, that falls a little bit flat. Now, I'll be curious, though, to to know what others, and maybe some listeners 
that this is their first exposure to Ultraman. I'd be curious to hear what they think because I could see this actually making a good first impression overall, even if I think it's not the best representative of the Ultraman series as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds like you and me have very similar thoughts. I mean, we even stated very similar things. Like, it, this movie, if it's going to go dark and mature, it's got to go. It's got to commit all the way. Yeah. And it's got to yep. be different nope. enough. That's true. That's um, true. But yeah, uh, I, I, I'm. I want to know people's opinions on this. Uh, we'll, we'll get some people I mean, to write people in. Love this movie, and we'll we'll talk about it next. People week. love this movie, man. Yeah, people love it. Do they? Uh, they do. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's interesting. interesting. I wonder if they've ever seen any other know. movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's another bad. Hey, I may be in plus I'm just kidding, today. everybody. <laughs> speaking of speaking of other movies on NVM Plus today, we give our impressions of two trailers that were just released for us. Uh, we had the Renfield trailer, <laughs> which ties into our Universal series that we completed last year, and we also talk about the Evil Dead Rise trailer, which, though I'm not an Evil Dead fan, definitely caught my attention. And then we talked about the movies from 2022 that we've caught up with since we did our top five list. Several movies I've seen, Alex, could have easily made that top five. I think I listed four yeah. movies that could have made my top five that I've seen since we watched that, uh, since we made that top five episode. So definitely check that one out. It's patreon.com forward slash Pod, where you can become a bargain base mite and get access to the entire MVM Plus catalog. Uh, but let's get into our awards, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, oh, by the way, Alex, I did want to mention that deal that we talked about <laughs> is still going on no this year. Uh, it is, yeah. In that deal is two dollars. Two dollars. Did I did did I did hear you that just right, say Alex? Two dollars, Eric. I just said two dollars no for two dollars a month. Hey, and I will say that is a January special. It will probably change. <laughs> it will probably change. Hey, but Eric, do you know what's free? What? Reading us a review. It is free. That is <laughs> it was a free five-star review on your uh, application of choice, preferably Apple iTunes, because they're the ones with the algorithm. And uh, <laughs> if you're, I don't know if this is the episode to really push that, because we're talking bad about a movie that people like, but... Yeah. That's why we're special and we're different. And you, you come to listen to us for different opinions. And maybe you've been, <laughs> you have this opinion and you're just too scared because you've been peer pressured into saying the thing that keep people happy. Don't worry. Here at NBM, <laughs> we got your back. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe you get NBM Plus for $2 a month, oh, Alex. And you can leave free reviews. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm signing up today. <laughs> oh, You're leaving yeah, a review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our awards, though, shall we? Right. Uh, compelling character award. Who'd you have? Um, I had Yoko Maki, the mom. Nice. I, I okay, thought she okay. was just an interesting character. I, I, she, she puts up with a lot. She's understanding. She... Sends her husband off with a smile because she 
worries <laughs> about it because she, she she may never see him again. Uh, so yeah, good for her. She puts up with a lot in this movie, and like she does, is very forgiving. She's very forgiving, and and yet she always sends him off with yep. a smile. Gotta love it. Uh, my compelling character is probably the sidekick fighter pilot dude, which is, uh, I think, Yamashima. Perpetually unhappy man. Perpetually unhappy man who who does a good good thing for his friends. I will, I will say that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm impressed by uh, him for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he was pretty good. He looks familiar. Definitely seen him with some other things. Yeah. Uh, what about your uh, most memorable line of words? Um, actually, you should go first, and then I'll go second. <laughs> <laughs> my, my most memorable line. Uh, my most memorable line is now. I'm having trouble remembering. Oh, it's, yeah, I know. I know what it is. It's I have no regrets. Is that yep. the end? <laughs> uh, when the main character Maki. And I think the main character's name, Alex, you, you mentioned the uh, wife, who I think is, I, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting myself confused now. I think Yoko Maki is the dad. No, 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 no. Maki. Shun, Shunichi Maki is the main, is the dad. Yoko Maki is the Shunichi wife. Maki? And uh, Sugumu is the son. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Shunichi Maki. Uh, so Shunichi Maki is uh, he. He says, "I have no regrets." Right to like the Ultraman character whenever he thinks he's dead at the end after the the final battle. And I just am like, "What are you talking about, man? You have no regrets." And even Ultraman's like, "Are you sure you don't just have one?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I guess yeah. I do." Yeah, and, that, son, that, and that's right? my line where he says, uh, maybe just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. What are you talking about? We just spent this whole movie. You've been brooding over this entire thing. And now you just said, because you got to fly like Ultraman, you have no regrets. Makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, but oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I uh, can't believe the acting award. I'm give it you to have. Kyoka Toyama as Sarah Mizuhara uh, because she really okay. sold me on her passion for that man that she somewhat didn't want to kill. There you go. Remember there when she go. fired one, sit five bullets, and only hit him with one? Yeah. <laughs> How is that even possible? Because well, know, the, impl- the implication there is that she didn't want to kill him. I guess. Uh, I guess. I don't yeah. know, but it looked like she was like intending to kill. Um, oh yeah, very much so. But I guess. I don't know. But she also was just very sad at the end. Or maybe yes. not, because you couldn't really tell. You couldn't tell. No. She did a great job. Uh, what about you, Eric? She did, she did look pleased to see her friend uh, Shinu- Shinichi uh, flying in his plane with his son. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually wanted to give it to Tetsuya Besho, who does play. Shinichi Maki, um, Ultraman, the next, we could call him. Uh, Yeah, he's melodramatic. There's a lot of moments that are just like over the top, but he sells those over the top moments. Every character here is over the top. So I'm going to give it to the person that has the most over the top, 
moments, which is him. Definitely the way to go. Definitely the way to go. What about you? Um, for my oh, that's a good shot award. Because uh, I already yeah, gave him, I can't believe that actor. You already did. What about your oh, that's a good shot award? <laughs> uh, mine was the overhead shot when they're fighting in the drain. Uh, it's a it's a crane shot and it's moving forward as they're fighting. It's just so great, mm. so great. I feel like everybody yeah. talks about the dome fight scene, but this I think this is better than that. Yeah. Well, speaking of the dome fight scene, there's a small moment in the dome fight scene that I think is really good uh, where Ultraman jumps in front of Sarah. Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, her character. And as just as the tail of the monster is about to come down on her. And it's a great juxtaposition shot between her as a character and Ultraman. So you can kind of see that size difference. It's really well done. It looks great. Um, so that was my, oh, that's a good shot award. There's even that moment of flashback to that shot because I think the filmmakers realized, oh, that was a good shot. So we need, we need to, yeah, uh, it was five minutes ago, but let's flash back to it. Yeah. That's five minutes ago, but let's flash back and and they do. (laughs) And it was good both times. So, uh, yeah, that blocking scene was cool. I also like the, uh, the scene where he catches the building as it falls. That's a great scene. Yeah. That's really cool. Really cool. And the transformation at the same time, right? Which is which oh is yeah, neat. that too. And then I also like that the monster attacks him while he's holding the building. Pretty yes. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catches on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, unique award, Alex. This week, I kind of did a, um, a throwback award, which is the standout effect. Yeah, I did too. And you and you mentioned this, and I actually kind of thought, I don't know, I actually kind of had a different reaction than you did. Mm-hmm. I actually thought the the flying scenes, which were CG, looked pretty good to me. It just looked different. So um, the flying fight looks pretty good. Yeah. Ultraman uh-huh. flying by himself in the city, dodging fireballs, looks terrible. There's part of it that looked good. Like when he first starts flying, looks great to me. I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen something looked quite like this before so it had my attention and i think that the flying battle looked good as well i can't quite remember a moment where i was like oh man that looks terrible but i'm sure there was something in there <laughs> that didn't look as good but, but i i overall liked the city scenes uh, and the flying scenes a bit more than those interior scenes so i have a bit different take on the action overall um than you do i i thought the the interior action scenes were just a bit static. And I mean, if you have a Toku film, I need some dynamics. So that's why I prefer those, those scenes over um, the interior scenes. Yeah. I, I, I could agree that the, the, the interior dome fight does feel a little mm-hmm. static. Um, I, I can agree with that. Um, it just, it just makes me think like, I, I don't, it doesn't sell me on their size. Uh, which I want a Toku film to do. Mm. Well, you know, it stood out to me, Eric, for my standout hmm. effect. The rat faces that were added onto it, sh- the monster's shoulder pads. <laughs> and then when he absorbs the birds and the bird's f- mouth comes out of the, or the bird's beaks come out of the rat's mouth and like the rat just like, oh, yeah. gets squished back. It's It's very gross and cool. It's one of the few times like the actual features of the thing it absorbs are clear. I mean, other than the rat, but I thought that was kind of yeah. hokey. But for some reason, <laughs> this took the hokey thing and made it cool. 
<laughs> there you go. All right, final thoughts and tiered rating, Alex. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I'll say that, honestly, Ultraman the Next was underwhelming overall. Uh, and because of that, and because of just the reactions that I've seen, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to call it. Don't do it. We're Don't do it. Movies. Don't do it. So I'm not going to say that. But I will say it was just underwhelming for me on a, on a personal level. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I had heard so many great things about it. I'm mixed about the design of Ultraman, uh, even the first form, oh, which looks pretty cool. I just think it gets a little far away from the intent of Ultraman, and that probably extends, in my opinion, to the entire film whatsoever. It doesn't take enough risk, whereas the Ultraman anime that we talked about does take those risks because it just is so different, right? It's it's almost a, a different type of show completely. Here, it's just we're not taking enough risk in getting dark enough for it to actually make an impact that I think it's, it's trying to go for. Um, I would say another comparison, actually, Alex, now that I'm thinking about it, is Neo Ultra Q, which I've seen a couple episodes of. It does a really good job at having a dark tone. Um, yeah, it's it's very dark, some of those episodes. Ooh. And yet it works. It definitely works. So Neo, Neo Ultra Q, if you're looking for a dark ultra series um, that's more modern, I would definitely check out Neo Ultra Q. It's got great toku effects as well, honestly. Uh, but Ultraman the Next, despite having some of those toku effects that I'm looking for, didn't quite scratch the itch when it came to what I'm looking for in an Ultraman series. So for me, it's a gamma tier film. Mm. Okay. Lower gamma tier, yeah. if I'm being honest. And I'm right there with you, Eric. This is definitely a lower gamma tier for me. Uh it is a disappointing movie. It, it, and again, it could be a victim of expectations, but I don't feel like even that it is even close to the expectations. Um, I think we've got lackluster characters. I think our story is, it needs more juice is what it needs. It needs a little, it needs more oomph. Whether you go darker or you, kill somebody or make somebody actually care about somebody else like Sarah and caring about her fiance, like really make these moments matter when, when he is killed, like make it impactful. And this film just doesn't deliver on any of those promises. It feels like it makes it the beginning. So with that, I mean like, yeah, we've got great effects um, at times we've got, unusual set pieces which is just great I, I i like the interior stuff especially the sewer area um and the monster is good but i don't think it like it's cool but it's the same monster for the whole movie and his evolutions aren't enough to be interesting to me so it's a little disappointing in many ways and they all really add up so this is a lower gamer tier for me I am planning on watching Nexus, and I hope that that improves maybe the next in retrospect. <laughs> Wait, maybe not. Yeah. If it's so bad, it might improve the next. I hope it's good. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I hope, I definitely hope it does. Uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Next week, Alex, we watch Shin Ultraman, or as I like to say, 
Ultraman, the Shin. Will it provide a win or will it be knocked down like a bowling pin? Hmm. I just hope that Shin Ultraman is worthy of Monsters vs. Men. Ah, me too. (laughs) Many other people will be asking the reverse question, but that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. As always, thanks for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on this this episode. And, and we are curious what you have to say, uh, because I do think many of you disagree with our take on Ultraman the next year. Leave us that feedback at nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at nvm underscore pod. Become a bargain base my at patreon.com forward slash nvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. And as Alex said, is absolutely free, along with the $2, which is just a bargain <laughs> this month only <laughs> over at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash nvmpod. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which forms Subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't forget about your son during your dying moments. <laughs> and try, try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Ultraman's like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Ultraman's like, are you sure you don't have any regrets, man? I've been listening to you cry about your son for three days. I've been in this movie for about 15 minutes. and all 15 minutes of this movie, you've been crying about your son. I like this voice we've given Ultraman. <laughs>